0: Listening to
1: our Yoshi did
0: podcast with Yoshi Obayashi. All right, uh, welcome to the new episode of Yoshi Den. Oh, uh, this is actually the second one I'm doing today. And um, by now, you probably heard the story about me losing Rick Hall's cat. And uh, he's in Japan right now. And I'm, I'm, I really felt bad. I fucked up. And uh, I never had empathy for people losing their pet. And I have to say, most people were very kind and helped me trying to find a cat in the neighborhood, uh, Hollywood and Edgemont. And uh, today I have a second person who listened to my episode on Talking Shit Podcast. Thank you, Eddie F., Ernie Hurtado, and everyone on the show. And um, this person, second person to volunteer, helped me all day today. This is July 9th, Wednesday. So John, thanks for helping me today. I I really appreciate it. John, what's your last name? I forgot. Murphy. John, uh, thanks for coming over here. I know you were busy working all day. You texted me yesterday, I think. Yeah, and, um, yeah, I sent you little tweet. And I put my uh, cell phone number on Talking Shit <laughs> I can't podcast. You fucking did that. Yeah, but is that really that? Cr- I mean, everybody <laughs> say that, but um, people terrified
1: of Eddie's shitheads.
0: Oh, <clears throat> but you know, the, my way of thinking: this is such an emergency. I need people's help. Yeah. And I don't mind putting my number. And what's the I worst? Call. They'll call me all the time and harass me and send me really weird texts, which I got. One of the guys sent me a picture of his dick, and you know, <laughs> he's like, it's not gonna hurt me. I've worked in porn, you know, you're not right. gonna show me anything weird, but nothing faces you. Um, but for for 95% of the time, I have no fear of send, giving my number on the podcast, and uh, they've been very helpful. So, one other kid even called me from um, Washington? Spokane, Washington, and he called me and said, Is this Yoshi? I said, Yes. Like, oh my god, I can't believe you put your love, your number on the podcast. Like, well, I don't really care. And I don't really get a whole lot of phone calls anyway. Uh, but anyway, thanks for working today. Coming over, help me. We hang out with Eric Smith. Mm-hmm. Um, he helped me uh, go around looking for cat today. And um, he brought his touring bus, made a rescue station on Hollywood and Edgemont. Uh, he parked his uh, amazing rock star touring bus there. And you um, showed up. We spent a little bit of time with him. Yeah, and he left. Impressive. And, and uh, you were kind enough to help me look for the cat. So uh, thanks and... And thanks for people like you helping me and listening to podcasts. And uh, it's really nice to have a interaction with, you know, people who listen to the show. Um, but, you know, we just had dinner and you, I'd like to know more about it. But you said something really interesting. You 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 serve in military. Right. And you were in Iraq and South Korea. So if you don't mind, uh, you were telling me you don't come from military family.
1: Not traditionally, no. Yeah.
0: But... Um, so when did you join the military?
1: Uh, it was pretty much uh, going into my senior year of high school. Uh, it's that time of year where people fucking just make you think about your future. Sure. Whether you want to or not. And all I knew was that I didn't want to go to college. Right. So I'm like, hey, I did this military testing.
0: ASVAB? The ASVAB,
1: yeah. Yeah, I did that too. Yeah, and then uh, I would... Um, I would go with anybody who called me first with the exception of the Marines. Sure. Um, so Army called first. So I'm like, all right, what you got? And they said I can do anything I wanted. So I'm like, really? I don't know what I want to do. Sure. <laughs> so so I'm like, well, we have these bonuses that we give to for people who qualify for specific jobs for MOSs. So I'm like, all right. It's like night vision. How much does that give me? That gives you a couple grand. It's like, all right. I didn't think too far ahead because I was pretty stupid back then. So I'm like, I'll do that.
0: I mean we're very, you know, when you're that young, you're pretty naive, but yeah. did your friends or teachers or family say anything to you? Um, they didn't know I was, no one knew
1: I was considering it yeah. or even talking to any of the recruiters. Uh, like my, but
0: they knew before you signed, right?
1: Oh, before, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, well, the thing is, uh, I don't really sign until the, the day before they ship me out or the day they ship me to right. basic. So I mean, I talked to the recruiter. We worked up some plan. Yeah, uh, it was basically a pledge to show up. Sure, <laughs> to show up for basic, to show up to I guess the ASVAB center or whatever the recruitment center. To and I don't remember
0: out. what ASVAB stands stands for, but it it it, it tests you, you what what your aptitude. Uh,
1: aptitude. If you
0: have a mechanical aptitude or language Be, or some stupid shit. It's, yeah. yeah. Um so when when your parents found out what was their reaction like your mom my
1: mom was freaking out yeah that's know? that would be kind my, of expected my dad, right my dad was really surprised he's like because because but at the same time surprised
0: was, in a good way or surprised in a bad way he was
1: surprised that i went that direction i see um he was like he was like oh you, you really want to do that yeah but it wasn't like shock or anger or just like okay i mean it, it was. Did so, he served military no but my grandfather did my grandfather was a was military police, in during the Second World War,
0: so he was MP. Yeah, did, did he serve in Europe or in Asia?
1: Everywhere, hmm? everywhere. Well, oh. I don't know about Asia, but I know he served in Europe, and I've seen he served uh, even after the war all over the U.S.
0: Um, was your grandfather alive when you were making that decision to join? No, no, okay. He passed away. So, but your dad wasn't against it; he was just surprised.
1: Yeah, yeah, because okay. he he's he's actually very um mm-hmm. easy going in that respect for with with me deciding to do to do the things to, uh, to do the things I wanted to do growing up sure like hobbies and, and other stuff like that so once i was I guess I was kind of surprised and not surprised at his reaction because it was more of the same, but at the same time he showed uh, a lot more interest. Once I once I told him that I committed to the to the army. Sure. So but other than that, I mean he was like, Oh really? And then okay. I, I guess um he he came he came to terms with it pretty quickly.
0: Yeah, unless you're from the country where military service is mandatory, like South Korea Israel.
1: South Korea, yeah. The rock armies. Yeah, and
0: I think some European countries are mandatory too. Mm-hmm. I know Switzerland's mandatory. And I got the feeling that uh uh some of the Scandinavian countries probably is mandatory to serve so for people who live in a country that they don't have that mandatory thing I think it f- to some people it might be surprised to voluntary joining right
1: mm. it depends on where you're at because mm-hmm. you know y- like dur- after I guess after 9-11 we heard that like over 50% of our recruits were coming
0: out of Texas yeah so put the I'm, mic closer sorry yeah
1: uh, we're coming out of Texas so, um, I mean it all depends on where did you're just you say
0: there's more people from Texas volunteering? Yeah.
1: In Listinia. Well what
0: what what's I mean, I could kinda guess why, but what what is it about Texas? I
1: don't know. It's it's I think it's their I guess their gung ho mentality. Yeah. It's um
0: Well they always say don't mess with Texas, you know. Oh they say a lot of things about Texas. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> but I I um honestly you can tell you. Because compared to California i mean they're they they they're proud of their guns their rifles their shotguns yeah. they're are i think they're um
0: you know what you know what's amazing um right after california the number two state where they do the most downloading for my shows mm-hmm. are texas oh, that's awesome and i always like texas every time i go to have a good time and oh, yeah. uh, awesome. I, 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 of course you know i'm not a black person or hispanic so maybe obviously they probably have a different reaction but I've always had a good time in Texas. The people are very nice. I like uh, San Antonio, Austin. Mm. Uh, never been to Houston, but oh, well, Houston except Dallas. airport. But Dallas, I've always a good time. Mm. But last year, with my ex-co-host, Lilith, uh, we went to um, <laughs> oh, um Branch Davidian place, where 20 years ago, Clinton and Janet Reno, who was a uh, uh, attorney general, sent tanks. And, you know, the Branch Davidian had those... Guns and supposed yeah child abuse, yeah, so this was like maybe a little over almost oh, well, I guess it was twenty years uh, i guess twenty one year at this point, and the whole place got burned, and um we find out later on after ten years after the fact that it was the u s government's sent throwing those canisters that started the fire, not the people inside the, the flash students. grenades, yeah, well the that's s- the way I, uh, the scenery, uh, yeah, that's what I heard or read, so French dividing have this entryway, They said they made this monument and i think it was donated by a certain north texas militia group mm-hmm. uh, i apologize if i don't have it right but <laughs> but after reading what ha- what they've gone through i i find myself surprising to say this i feel sympathetic with the militia group you know and um no matter how you feel about having guns if you live in, in la new york city it's hard to relate but there's places in midwest and south it takes a long time for the cops to show up yeah it does having a gun is kind of necessary yeah. you know so we've had incidents in santa barbara and places like that it's, it's really complicated because i um i don't think gun owners like seeing innocent people getting murdered mm-hmm. but as i same
1: oh legitimate gun owners yeah yeah
0: I mean. and, and, and then i but i also think so i don't
1: i own a gun and i I can hate that shit. It's yeah.
0: And um I don't think having a gun will make you a bad person at all. No, it doesn't. I don't know what's the solution. I just think um I think in uh NRA is a little extreme in some of the positions. Yeah. But I th- I think I don't think moderate people knows that people are always going to have guns, but uh, maybe there should be a little bit of compromise. I mean, how do you feel?
1: Well, it's, I there's nothing more for me to want them to, for them to compromise yeah to find a middle ground but sure. the, they never will yeah it's like it's either you're conservative or you're a liberal i mean it's like for some reason they hate each other and i, I can't understand why I, I can't understand why they can't simply coexist to make to work together
0: I think only way it could change is somebody within the Republican Party have to try to change it. Well,
1: I, I mean, yeah, there's got to be someone with enough influence. And it's funny, I was I wasn't gonna say Republican Party because I don't want to point fingers because I'm Democratic. Yeah.
0: But I mean, there are many moderate Democrats who own guns for hunting. Yeah, and, exactly. You know, I, it's, I, not rep-
1: it's not a it's not a conservative thing. All kinds of people love weapons. Sure. Oh, weapons, not just guns. Although I don't know. I've, I don't know why people need swords, but you know, whatever.
0: But it's just people have a visceral reaction when you see kids getting murdered and things like that. Yeah. But um, on, the, on the same token, you see kids, innocent black kids and Latino kids in you know, city getting killed every day. Yeah, it's nobody a shame. make uh, no one gives a because fuck because they, they think that's normal. Yeah, it's well, not normal.
1: Well, I man, they see the skin co- they see the skin color, and then they think, oh, they're they're doing something wrong anyway. Right. Whereas only their family and their friends know that they were innocent. They did they had they did nothing to deserve what happened to them. Sure. So I mean that's just that's just the fucked up mentality of life. It's just like, oh, you shouldn't have been there if you didn't belong there.
0: we'll, we'll go back to the military stuff on Texas, but so um your fa- your your, your parents, are they cool with guns to you?
1: Mm, I don't know. Oh, okay. They don't know
0: I own so Oh, okay. Well, I guess they'll find out. Yeah, we'll tell you, listen to this podcast, believe me. <coughs> what, what made you, uh, uh, was it a diff- difficult decision to have a gun? Did you get a gun after military or you had them before? After. After. Yeah. And I guess having a basic training, learning to use guns, you yeah. get comfortable. It's just a tool.
1: It's a tool. It's mm-hmm. a fun tool. that mm-hmm. makes lots of, uh, uh, lots of loud noises. Sure. So. And, I mean, when, when done within the safety of the rules yeah. of a range or outdoors where you being actively safe all the time sure. it's very fun and very satisfying to shoot things and also i have to say hunting or in or in inanimate objects sure
0: and i have to say i lived in a neighborhood i thought you'd be crazy if you didn't have one that's
1: mm-hmm. that's a very fair, uh, fair you know i lived in <laughs> long beach in the 80s i mean yeah.
0: uh, uh peak of a fucking crack epidemic. I live in Carson. That wasn't really that nice of a time. And mm-hmm. I, was one of the
1: riots going on around there? Was yeah. that in the 70s? I was
0: there in like a 85. I was in California until 85 to 90. And I think 91 they had the riots.
1: That's right.
0: So um, I'm very comfortable with it. I don't think you're a bad person. And I think if you go places like Texas, it make you think twice going to somebody's house because it's Texas a lot of people do have guns
1: yeah they have big guns with lots of modifications to them sure and yeah, you know it's perfectly normal out there
0: and there's that kid not kid but a young man going to law school and in, uh, hmm. in Texas he make those co- um those uh, copying uh, copy machine that you can make guns uh, oh the 3d printing yeah 3d printing yeah, yeah. boy um, See, it, it's worth living because people were surprised. I couldn't imagine. That sounds like but, science fiction.
1: But those, I don't think those are detectable by any means. No. So and, and, and a, they it's even federal. Said, that's a federal interest right there.
0: And they also said that it, there might be only functional once or twice. But yeah, because of the material on the heat. But uh, but that's all you need to kill a president. If you just have to be, yeah, act, you know, it's not detectable. Yeah. Um,
1: that's a little terrifying.
0: Um, but. I guess the whole point is, and I know i get I get bashed a lot by my European friend in Scandinavia, you know about the guns and like how are, are you gonna fight the government with you know tanks it's like yeah you're you're right, you're right, but um, it's not
1: about fighting the government, it's about exercising your rights, yeah, granted, there are some of those who think they can exer- exercise their rights to the extreme, which is fucking it up for the
0: rest of us, sure, but I mean um. But going back to Texas, I uh, I really like the state. Mm-hmm. I I think I find it interesting. But I have to say, whenever I think about places like Texas, it's um, <laughs> number one. What's the most important number one in Texas and uh, Alabama and Georgia and places like that in the South? Number one, football. Oh College yeah, football. yeah. College football is number one. Makes perfect sense. College football number one. Number two, guns. Oh, well, and high school football. Yeah. Uh, just football in general. Yeah, yeah. But college football is nuts. In high school mm-hmm. football, number one, football's is number one in those southern parts. Yeah, Texas is no exception. Number two, guns. Mm-hmm. Guns are so important. Mm-hmm. Then number three, Jesus Christ. That's my that's my impression when I went to those places. <laughs> Jesus, uh, di- Jesus, distant three. But uh, college football and um, <laughs> guns. Yeah, guns. It, it's so important, you know. Yeah, so it's
1: that. If it's that big, wide open space. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's just you'd be stupid not to just to take advantage of it.
0: So you 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 eventually joined, and after you signed, what what was your did your mom cry? Yeah, she uh, did cry.
1: Uh, a little bit, yeah.
0: Cause uh, I guess her her father didn't join military. Well,
1: no, uh, my mom's from Mexico. Oh, she's from Mexico. Okay. Uh, yeah,
0: so it's like um, they. What part?
1: Uh, Guadalajara.
0: So that's more like the Western part that that. uh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: I don't really, I don't really like a Mexican maps all that much, but yeah, they um didn't have to worry about that any standing army or stuff like that. (coughs) They just worked.
0: But er, ever since the drug war started, boy, well, Mexican army is equally corruptible, like cartels and the army and the police. Yeah. yeah. So uh, maybe she has a better impression of. uh, Army, maybe. Well,
1: that wasn't really an issue back then for her. Okay. Back in the '60s, growing up, she, I think all she cared about was school and um, church.
0: Yeah. So she cried because she's worried for you and, and thinking every possible worst thing could have happened. I'm
1: sure. Yeah. What year did you join? Uh, 2000.
0: Oh, so this is before 9/11. hmm This is. I so was. I was in Korea,
1: like drunk off my ass, when 9/11 happened.
0: So, so you signed in '99. Uh, '99. 99. 99, mm-hmm. And then when did you when did you leave? Which camp?
1: It was uh, Fort Jackson in South Carolina.
0: Okay. Oh my God! Hot as motherfucker. It was
1: humid, but it had some badass thunderstorms. It was so beautiful. you joined.
0: So you joined. Can you explain it? Because I've never joined military. Um. So you signed. Uh huh. What was your friends' reaction, by the way?
1: Uh, they're all surprised. Cause all I, right. Yeah, because I, I was pretty. Uh, I don't know, laid back,
0: kind yeah. of. I was like, yeah. Yeah, you don't I strike d- me like a meathead.
1: No, well, I, I was athletic. I did cross country and track, but that was pretty much it. I mainly, I mainly did those sports to hang out with, with the girls there.
0: So, did, did did any of your teachers say anything like don't do it? Oh, I didn't tell him. Okay. So well, I
1: told one. He was like, um, only teacher I really liked, and he's like, good luck. <laughs>
0: what did nice. he What did he he or she teach?
1: Uh, it was uh in, um literature. Or um, what's the word uh, fucking? Can't remember the name of the class, but it's basically a writing class. I see. Yeah.
0: So you join. So 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 do you? How does that work? So like, do you go to the office day before and you sign it?
1: Yeah, I go um, after. When it's time for me to go, first you, they do a
0: physical uh, do examination, phys- right? Make sure you're okay.
1: Yeah, they, they, I go in there early in the morning, like 5 a.m. I do the physical, I do my blood work, I yeah. have to pass a urinalysis. analysis, and then once all that clears, I get sworn in. I take an oath. Yeah. Um, before a flag, with my you know with my right hand up. Yeah. And I promise to serve and protect from foreign and domestic, and then they put me on a bus and ship me off to the airport.
0: Did they shave your head right there? no, 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 okay, so they put you in the bus, yeah, they take you to the airport l a x and you got on a plane, mm-hmm. they send you to South carolina, yep, okay, so you're you're not traveling by yourself, you're traveling with other young men and e- women, yeah, yeah, other recruits, yeah, okay, so you were talking to them, mm-hmm. now what was their what was <laughs> were they excited or happy what, what? um, they were mostly excited, i guess okay it's,
1: it's I didn't see anybody who who uh, happened to be nervous or yeah regretful in any way
0: i think i'll be crying like a little bitch
1: well i mean it's a volunteer army it's your fucking fault (laughs) yeah plus i mean i mean once you decide to go well for me it's like i I just i just gave him a pledge that that i would show up at a certain time to get you know to enlist but um everybody else seemed pretty chill i mean they're all around my age didn't give a fuck about anything else
0: so you, you land in which airport in South Carolina? I can't remember. Okay, so you land. Yeah. You're a bunch of people. About how many people? Uh, it's about like f- 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 20, 25 of us. Okay, they're all from Southern California. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So you land. They pick you up in the bus. Uh-huh. And uh, they take you, I don't know, however hours away. Yeah, you get a couple there. Of hours, yeah. Then once you get there, what happened? Um. Is it all like th- screaming like in the movie?
1: No. Um. Well, I got there. By the time I got there, it was like one a.m. Okay, East Coast. So just like, here's your bed, go to sleep. Yeah. And then,
0: so uh, this is the first time you're away from home as a man, right? In a sense, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. In the in that in that sense, we. Have, but I probably only slept for like four hours. Yeah. And then they woke us up, and then was like get your asses ready and shit like that. But they 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 weren't really barking out orders. They were just like, let's go, let's go, yeah, like, yeah. At, a, at a hasten pace. Sure, but sure. But then they they just took us to get all our gear and then get our haircut and then get our yeah. dog tags and, all that and IDs and all that shit. Yeah, the whole barking thing didn't start, and so we actually got into our, our, our companies, sure. our individual units, where we met our drill sergeants, and then
0: that's when the shit happened. All right, so um, from that point on, how long is the basic training?
1: Well, for me, it was nine weeks. I think they shortened it, like, to eight, seven or eight, but, yeah.
0: So what what was it like? Um, you part? know the, the whole nine weeks of a basic training. Um, I mean, it, was it worse than you thought, or it, it wasn't as bad as bad as you think it was? It wasn't bad at all. But then really?
1: again, I wasn't infantry. I was I was a technician.
0: So they already knew. So you you agreed yeah. to go if you only be trained for something specific, right?
1: Yeah, okay. I, had to, I had to. They guaranteed me my job before I even signed anything.
0: So, and what was your job again? Sorry.
1: It's, uh, it's called 35 Fox. It's Special Electronic Devices Repairer, okay. which is uh, an excessively long name for something that, that pretty much means uh, Jack of all trades.
0: I see. So you'll be fixing and maintaining equipment. Yeah,
1: but these, these are pieces of equipment that don't belong into vehicles, track vehicles, communications uh anything else that can be categorized into a major component of a type of equipment so i fixed night vision i fixed pcs i fixed uh chemical and biological detectors and i fixed mind dispensers sure and basically anything that that didn't belong with something else
0: so you had that job ready and you—you all you have to do, not all you have to do, but just finish the basic training, then they will send you to school to learn to do that. Exactly. Um, but still, you know, it's pretty demanding, right? Oh, yeah. It's but then pre- again, I was an athlete. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, I, I ran fucking, my dumb ass ran three to eight miles a day for fun going up hills.
0: Oh, so cardiovascular stuff. Well, it cardio she was,
1: was no problem. Only, the only issue was just... Cause you know, long distance runners are super fucking skinny. Yeah, I was I'm five foot ten, five foot eleven. I was 140 pounds when I graduated high school.
0: I um, I ran the cross country for high school, uh-huh. and then before graduating from high school, I did LA marathon too. Ooh, nice. I was I was just scanning bones. Really. Yeah, yeah. And
1: um, I was, and then after after nine weeks, I gained I gained uh, what 25 pounds. So I was about one a muscle, six, right? well muscle. Yeah. Because, like, when I first got there, I could barely do enough push-ups for the for the physical tests. Sure. And then, you know, after after a while doing it, and all the food intake, all the calorie intake, I was just all that muscle just showed up out of nowhere.
0: And 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 learning to use weapons and like uh, mm-hmm. guns and rifles was that a easy or or um, well have um, you done that kind of stuff before?
1: No, I hadn't I hadn't shot anything before. Okay. Um, it was the the M sixteen training, pretty straightforward. It's like they um how
0: complicated is M sixteen?
1: Not complicated at all. You just memorization of what goes where.
0: People tell me that the, the, breaking ra- it down anyway. the range is further than AK-47, but they say the AK-47 is oh, even easier wise? than oh, well, M16. The difference between the AK
1: and the M16 is that the M16 has longer range and tighter accuracy mm-hmm. uh, grouping. Um... But it could be if you don't maintain it, it can be very finicky. It could it could jam up at bad uh, bad times. So you have to make sure it's maintained. Sure. And it's a very if you maintain it, it's very reliable. Whereas the AK
0: is anyone could use it, even kids.
1: Well, no, anyone can use M16s as well. Anyone can use a gun. Anybody.
0: But people, oh, like but, but like, like you were saying, ma- maintaining maintaining AK-47 is easier.
1: Well, you don't have to maintain an AK-47. It can be drugged through the mud. It can
0: sands, sand. Water, it can shoot yeah.
1: with sand in it. But the downside is that it's not very. It's not as accurate at distance. They as half the distance, right? Uh, or, I don't know exactly. Yeah. And it can, you can you can manually feed different calibers of rifle rounds into an AK. You, you can? can. Yeah. You can't be magazine fed. You can only be mag. I think it would only be magazine fed a certain type of caliber. But you can you can you can manually put one through the chamber and shoot it off.
0: Fine. Of of almost different bullet size, you could do that.
1: No. Oh, yeah. Most rifles, like .208s, 308s, um What does that mean? Those are the caliber sizes. Okay. The, the, and there's uh, some rifle t- rounds. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I so didn't know. So that. So long as it fits in the barrel, so long as the actual round fits sure. to the barrel, uh, the the um, the firing mechanism, the firing pin can hit it. It'll shoot.
0: Whereas M16, you had to put specific bullets, specific right? Specific rounds, yeah. I see. Because the barrel is is bored for a specific round, of 5.56 five, rounds. So you didn't have a phobia when you learned the guns. like you, After a while, you just realized this is just like any other equipment.
1: No, I had no phobia, whatever. I mean, it's the way they approach it is very mechanical and methodical. And so you're probably like 18-year-old kid, like yeah. excited, right? Yeah. yeah. But excited kind of scared at the same time, because I'm from fucking California and never yeah. shot a gun in my life. So... I'd, so i mean it's the craziest thing they showed us about the round what what high velocity rounds could do which is like AK rounds and m16 rounds is that they took this ammo can they filled it with water and they shot it yeah first there was just this little tiny hole on the front pouring out water and then they spin it around and there's and there's a bigger hole on the back side about three times the size of it and to um Explain what inertia in a, in a in a round does when it goes through your body. I see. As when it, the difference between going in and pushing out. So, yeah, it was pretty. It was uh, a. very, um, very much an eye opener.
0: Yeah, and it makes you. It makes you more serious about what you're doing. Yeah,
1: it gives you a very distinct idea of what you could do to somebody with that weapon. oh they could do to you. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um. What was, like, a demographic breakdown? Like, this? I know what's the, I mean, you know, just rough it. I mean, you don't have to have it accurate. But, like, what's the percentage of the white and the uh, black, Asian, Hispanic? I think, I have to say, Asian's probably the smaller percentage, right?
1: Um, Asian, um, I don't remember any in basic. Okay. Uh, a f- uh, few Latinos, um, a few blacks, lots of whites and that's pretty much it I guess
0: what's the breakdown on gender obviously there are more men 50-50 right?
1: is that right? no because it's a non-infantry basic training uh, uh, camp uh, uh. so I mean the the women are split up sure in, into our their own units as well so it's like half of us half of them I
0: see yeah um, what I'm just just curious about this. How how much are they from the from the South, Midwest, and East, and West Coast? I mean, do you think there was more people from South?
1: Um, yeah, I do actually. Yeah, Alabama, Mississippi, Texas. Yeah, you can you can hear a lot of those Southern accents.
0: What what is it about those parts? Do you think they're more patriotic, or do you think there's Mm. less opportunity to parts? or is it like I'm half and Um, half? Um,
1: I think it's their upbringing because, like I said before, Mm -hmm. it's like they're more exposed to weapons to guns, and I think that encourages them to pursue something of a career in the military,
0: sure, um, and they're probably proud about the southern ways of life It could be
1: the southern ways because i it's, there's some things I don't know about the south another thing it could be their you know their southern heritage from what they did in that area or what their ancestors sure. did about you know serving or participating in in an army yeah you know what i mean it's um it's it's,
0: it's, it's one of those weird things because i grew up in um Brompton, washington Brampton naval office i lived in tacoma washington we had a mccord and fort lewis bases mm-hmm. i used to do a comedy show at bangor naval base and mm-hmm. uh, for subway so and most of my family uh one of the first ones that got here is because the generosity of people who were in military married one of my relatives and uh, I'm almost been pro military, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, they, you know what they say if you can't beat them, join them. Yeah. So uh, we then know fuck we the shit out of them. World War II and <laughs> Korean War. So um, I like military. Only thing I didn't really like, you know, I'm sure maybe you saw this when you were in military documentary about a year, year and a half ago, Silent War, if I remember right. The whole sexual harassment. No, I heard
1: of that. I need to watch that.
0: And uh, people. But I read about a lot of it. And the people on top, um, they either don't do anything or they're not equipped to make those kinds of decisions it's, to deal with it.
1: It's their mentality. Yeah. They don't. So did you see any of they that? They don't see rape as an issue. It's like in Japan you talked about before how the stalking thing wasn't a big deal to the leadership. It's the exact same thing. Yeah,
0: and they still don't take it t- seriously. I don't think. Yeah, I don't. It's it's a very slow process. You seem like a pretty in line guy, uh, open minded guy. Um, what was your impression about the men women gender issue in the military? Did you see anything uh, mm. questionable? It's n- nothing
1: illegal. Mm-hmm. It's just a lot of fraternization. Just just young young female soldiers fucking their leaders. Mhm. It happens all the time. All the time and it's, it's and it but it it was done to a point where it didn't get into the way of the daily operations.
0: Sure. Because you have favoritism, right?
1: Uh, in a sense, yeah, but mm-hmm. it was never obvious. Like yeah. no It's like we we I knew two or three young female soldiers fucking their bosses, but they still to do the same work as before. Right. So, I mean.
0: I mean so you didn't see anything outrageous?
1: No. Like, the most outrageous thing we did was we get drunk in a dry country. We'd smuggle in fucking moonshine, mix it with Kool-Aid, okay. and get wasted.
0: So you finished the basic training, and how long did you go training for that school?
1: That was six months.
0: So once you get a six month, what what ha- well, what was like like that like six it's like, months?
1: It's like college. Okay. Honestly, it's like um it's like we, we only difference is that we have to get up and You can't miss classes. You can't miss classes. We get marched to classes and we got March to P T physical training and we had PT physical training tests. Mm. So but I mean on the weekend we fucking get off get off post, find some cheap ass motel and get drunk. Sure. And then show up show up on Monday morning. Yeah. Do it all over again.
0: Um so you finish uh did they give you a degree or certificate once you join yeah, Well
1: it's the stuff we learned could be transferable into units for to college or
0: so when you enlist you like it's the E one, E two. So how how does that work? Um basically What's the lowest when you join?
1: E- oh e- e- the lowest possible is E one, but um, if you if you do that the early enlistment thing where you um you can you can work with a recruiter to do uh, to complete military mm-hmm. tasks like correspondence courses and specific training yeah. to get promoted early. So you go you sign in you go in as an E two, which yeah. is just the private E one E two private private. E3, Private First Class. E4, Specialist. E5, What's the Sergeant? highest E
0: you go before? E10 um, or E9? I think it's E9. And what's what one above that? That's a non-commissioned officer? Is that no, one? no.
1: Those are O. 0 Okay, O2. not. I'm sorry. You said non-commissioned? Yeah. Um, well, I thought you said commissioned. Yeah. E5 and up is non-commissioned. I see. Yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah, Sergeant. Sergeant First Class. First sergeant, sergeant major, sergeant yeah. major of the army. So, I mean,
0: each. So, if, if you have a college degree and you join military, you you start higher rank, don't you?
1: You can, but you can also opt to be an officer as well. I see. A commissioned officer.
0: So. What was that like? Like, you know, if you grew up in like open-minded Southern California, Mm -hmm. you know, to be such a disciplined hierarchy with everything—it's
1: not that disciplined, huh? It's not that disciplined. You don't
0: think so? It wasn't. No, it's
1: well. I mean, the interactions with (laughs) others, yeah. Um, but you can just as easily assimilate and, um, speak how you're supposed to speak, like yes sir, no sir, yes sergeant, no sergeant, no problem, but. As long as you don't sound like You don't sound disrespectful It's no problem whatsoever but um, The way they go about things Could be very one my, primitive
0: One of my friends used to date A daughter of General or something And sometimes the daughter will be driving her dad's car mm-hmm. And then the car have one of those Like an insignia or something where The plates? if you drive through they have to uh salute yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so sometimes he'll borrow his girlfriend's car and it was funny he would specifically drive to his friends they have to slow his ass because he's driving <laughs> that car <laughs> on purpose that's you know? awesome so um they like they always like god damn it fuck you man i don't know i can't believe i have to salute but they have to salute you know yeah, yeah. and um that's a, something hard for civilian to uh, relate to but um i i i never made i never understood but like one of the general explained this it makes complete sense i don't remember who said this he said when you get up in the first in the morning you fix your bed
1: mm-hmm. and,
0: and and he basically said it, it might it might seem silly to civilian but basically as soon as you get up and you fix this it feels like you already accomplished something for the day yeah it's yeah. A, like a certain reputation to discipline things like that and then like now that i'm 45 and thinking like well that actually kind of makes sense mm-hmm know, you don't want to, like, what's opposite of a disciplined soldier, like fucking comedian, getting up at <laughs> 1 p.m., smoking weed, not doing shit. Mm-hmm. But I, I have to say, when you explain like that, like, that kind of makes sense to have discipline in young person's life. Yeah.
1: I mean, uh, the discipline is always a thing, but you can you can imitate discipline as well to yeah. just a certain extent.
0: And so you finish basic training, you finish the school. Then once you finish the school, what was the next phase for you?
1: Uh, the next phase is finding out where you're going. And, and how do they? Cho- you, you could make a random.
0: Requ- you, you you could make a request, right?
1: Yeah, you you they, you fill out this little stupid paper with three lines on it that gives you an idea, and it's like choose the three places you like to go. Okay, California. Do they even take that uh, in consideration? I doubt it, because it, it's all dependent on who needs what job where. Right. So I I pick Germany. It's number one. California number two, and then uh, Hawaii number
0: three. I have to say Germany was the best place oh, I to go. Fucking love to go to Germany. Have yeah. so many
1: stories about there, and but nope, with this said because prostitution is s- legal too. Yeah, because all that, and just uh, A everybody, beautiful everybody's free, and, and they're they're very expressive of themselves, it's on on certain
0: holidays. So yeah, <laughs> and not 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 to mention, uh, Germans unlike other major European countries, they're comfortable with Americans because if we've been. Oh, yeah. A long I mean, time. And the Germans are wonderful groups of people. I yes. mean,
1: granted, there are some pockets of the of the of the country that <coughs> are a little on the extreme side, but, you know, sure. uh, on a whole, it's it's, it's, a, it's something I would love to visit.
0: So you make those requests, but hmm. where was the first place they sent you? Korea. OK, so what was your reaction?
1: To what I was like, fuck it, wherever. I
0: didn't even know I could go to
1: Korea. <laughs> what do you mean we could go? Over? I didn't, oh, you I didn't, didn't think know it was I, an option. I didn't know it was an option. Yeah, because they, they didn't, they didn't like show me a fucking map where all the all the posts are in you know, the see. world. So I was
0: like, eh, whatever. What did they send you in Korea? Uh, Camp Casey. Where is that? It's uh,
1: it's, it's not by, close to 38 pillow though, is it? I don't. Know. I can't remember. It's by, resort the DMC. It is. Mm-hmm. Tongdushan, Tongdushan, I can't remember how to say it properly. We call it TDC, the Tungdoshan, and um, we have we have a tank regiment there, a maintenance regiment, um, base uh, some light infantry. But yeah, all our tanks are pointed towards the DMC. So
0: you were there what? Late 2000?
1: Uh, late. No, I got there early 2001. Okay. I got there April 2001.
0: Okay. And what was it, what was that like? It
1: was smelly and beautiful at the same time. It was, uh, honestly, it's... It's very different from what I saw in AIT.
0: What's that? It's... What's AIT?
1: Oh, advanced individual training. Okay. That's my six months I spent training for my, for training for my job. Okay. And, um, so it's like, this is what military is actually like in Korea. Mm. So it it was, it still had the discipline to it, but at the same time, people it was it's a party country. Yeah, like you go you go two steps outside the camp, there's an avenue of bars waiting to serve American soldiers, sure. booze, plenty did of whorehouses and shit like that. Did
0: you was there a friction? Did you feel any sort of friction between local?
1: Not the immediate local, no.
0: Because they benefit from money, yeah, wise, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because
1: they, because Americans like to get drunk and spend money.
0: Um, and I know you're not that kind of person, like me, who will go uh, patronizing prostitutes. No, I didn't. But uh, as a joke, as a goof, did you walk with your friends in the neighborhood and find out? Yeah. Is is it that blatant and obvious? It's it's
1: pretty obvious. I mean, th- there are bars. Mm-hmm. It's they, not like Amsterdam.
0: There's a window. There's a process. No, no, not it at all. Like you that. go inside, and so you have to go inside. Mm-hmm.
1: It's I guess it's kind of like those um, those company bars in Japan. Yes. Where um, a girl sits with you. Yeah. Well, except you don't pay these girls. Like um, a girls will be walking around. A girl will kind of like a strip club, but without the stripping. They'll walk around, and then if, if she's interested in you, she'll walk up to you and say hello, and then sit with you, mm-hmm. and then she'll work her game, then try to get you to fuck her.
0: Um. What what does your friends say? Did any of your friends did it?
1: Oh yeah, plenty of them did. Yeah, and it's just like.
0: Was it expensive? Do you, do, did it no, not expensive at all?
1: Well, I don't, I don't know about for you, but it was like, it was like pretty much. Did they expect? I think they said the most they ever paid for an hour was like, like eighty bucks.
0: And did they ask Korean money or dollar? American dollar? Okay. Yeah,
1: you know, one is just too much of a number to deal with
0: when you're right. drunk. So, what was the impression of God? They were kind of happy, right? Oh yeah, because if you're a military based in the states, it's kind of hard. I know they have it, but it's illegal technically.
1: Well, I mean, it's no, it's I've technically I've only been to three military posts, three army posts in mm-hmm. the U.S., and it's which one? Uh, the one in South Carolina. South Carolina. Oh, my AIT was in Fort Gordon, Georgia. So it was by um, where the masters is. Augusta, Georgia, mm-hmm. and then the third place was uh, Fort Rowan, California.
0: Wait, Augusta? Augusta? You mean the the famous golf course? Yes, they have a military base there. Yeah, Fort Gordon. It's I didn't beautiful. know that. It is so beautiful. It's yeah. My friend Stan Chen, who I interview on the my podcast, is a pilot for FedEx, but he was pilot for U.S. Navy. Mm-hmm. That's one thing he drew, always dream about to play in Augusta. And I don't care about golf personally, yeah. <laughs> but everybody say. Augusta, Georgia, is beautiful, but that golf course is just like—well, I never
1: seen the golf course. I just, you know, but
0: but, the, but the Augusta is beautiful, Augusta right? Augusta is gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. And what was Augusta military base like?
1: Um, the for Gordon, it was pretty much like any other military base. Lots of lots of concrete, lots of standard um, uniform buildings, like just like each, every other with company flags and sure. Alpha Bravo Charlie's. Lettering all over the Charlie, place. you
0: don't have to call me name, sir. <laughs> <laughs> um So you went South Cal- and then to Georgia, and what was the third one?
1: Uh Fort Irwin, uh, California. Where's that? It's twenty miles north of fucking Barstow, California.
0: Is that our Army or Air Army, Force? Army. Army. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh. the one you think of is Edwards.
1: Edwards oh. Air Force. Yeah. Yeah, but uh but Barstow's about like t- Two hours away from Las Vegas or Los Angeles.
0: But what were you doing there? How long did you stay in the one in California?
1: Uh, the one in California was a couple years. I also got deployed out of there. You stayed there for a couple years. Yeah, because it's it's uh it's the um, national training center. It's it's where our troops went to train because it's nothing but desert around there. So oh, and that's a perfect uh, perfect environment, environment for, East. for for them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
0: because because uh, there's another one uh, on the 10 freeway from LA to Phoenix little before it hits um next day there is General Patton Museum.
1: Yeah, I think that's in Breen Base. Yeah,
0: yeah. And and then um it, they were saying that that's a p- perfect turn for the US government to train yeah. their troops for the Northern African campaign hmm. and, and for the World War Two. Okay. Um it's so you you were in three before Irwin then, yeah. So you were in three but the first place you went to Korea for how long you were there for? One year. One year. Okay, so before that trip did you have a lot of opportunity to travel different countries? No. So this is like one of the first places you went overseas.
1: Yeah, it's one of the first, other than Mexico. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was the first, uh, first, first real culture that I that I experienced.
0: So different. Yeah. Even though you're in Southern California, we have K Town. Mm-hmm. It's hell of a different when you go to the actual place, right? Yeah,
1: I mean, it's like Arishi, Ajima, Hoseo. It's just like. Kimchi, Bogogi Yeah, I mean all this these key words that we learn, but we don't learn this. We don't learn the language at all. But still, at the same time, it's such a diverse. It's South Korea is a lot like California, where it's got cold, farm, mountains, snow, sure, and stuff like that. It's, it's,
0: it's one of those weird places. You could go swim. You could go ski in the morning. Yeah, and could still make it barely enough time to get to the beach and yeah. swim. Yeah, and uh, it's it's amazing. Yeah, it's very nice. Um. so one year overall did you have a good trip in uh, K- Korea
1: I'll we'll put it this way Um. everybody who goes to Korea or anybody who gets deployed or sent to a, a, a camper base outside of the US they have an option to take uh, 30 days leave free leave I didn't take that leave when I was in Korea you didn't? Nope I stayed there 12 months
0: oh so you liked it that much I loved it <laughs>
1: Plus I had a, I had a, I had a Korean girlfriend. Sure. And uh, she went. I can't remember the name of the university, but there's an international all-girl university somewhere down in Seoul. Mm-hmm. And they used to have like these these uh I guess these EDM EDM parties. Yeah. So that's how they call them now. And just met her there and just. What does it stand for? That like electronic dance music. Yeah. We used to call them, it, we used, Well, we, we call them raves back in yeah. the day, but you know, it's just, just keep up with the lingo. Do you still contact her? No.
0: Okay. Was it a bad breakup?
1: Uh, no. It was a, um, we, we knew. She knew I was leaving. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like, good, like, five to six months, you
0: know. It's, but it, she was cool with that. Oh, yeah.
1: She knew what was going on.
0: And, um, you got along with her parents or did you meet her parents?
1: Uh, we didn't really meet her parents. Okay. It was like maybe... Because
0: they would have been very angry.
1: Yeah, um, <laughs> well, she, well, she lived in the dorms anyway. Okay. So we'd, we, I, we'd take a taxi to meet her. I bet her English got really good, right? Yeah, her English is good. Her, her, her spoken English. She reading, not so much. Okay. So, I mean.
0: So is is there anything that shocked you about living in Korea? You didn't like something? You liked something? Um, anything surprising? Was it dangerous? It was a
1: little dangerous. Kids are stupid on the streets. They'll run up in the street. For no fucking reason because they're dumb little kids they would uh, just run up to you no 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 not up to you but in the street itself ah, in busy traffic sure the thing that blew my mind was the seeing the entire families on top of a fucking moped yeah like mother it's unimaginable in la father driving mm-hmm. mother in the back three kids hanging around and then a, a crate of shit uh, behind them like two or three crates Bungee corded down to the back of, of of a moped and they're all going down up uh, the street and this is like what the fuck is going on yeah <laughs> blew my mind it's like just like it's like a circus every five minutes this is just it's one family after another on a moped <laughs> it's like it's like they're holding each other's arms and sticking their feet out you know holding them, striking a pose that's crazy yeah
0: um was there any sort of incident when you were in Korea
1: um not when I was there, but it was right after I was there. Um, some dumbass driving a truck vehicle accidentally ran over a child oh. and killed it, and killed. I don't know if it was a boy or a girl, but it's. it's by then I'd I'd been gone for a couple months. No
0: incident of North Korea stirring up anything no, when you were
1: because Un was a little fucking little twat back then. And yeah. like he didn't do shit and fucking ill knew what was going on.
0: I remember working at Tacoma, Washington, and it was right by uh, McCord Air Force, and mm-hmm. Fort Lou wasn't too far. We used to get military guys there, and I liked them a lot. But this one customer, he was an MP in Korea, too. but. Um, he used, you know how sometimes people go hunting and they shoot a deer and they bring pictures like prize? Yeah. This motherfucker had pictures of he, he, North Korean that he shot. Oh, oh fuck. And he, he was like smile with a dead, dead Korean guy's face up like a oh, prize. Oh, wow. And like um, anyone who bring pictures like that restaurant freely to front show me like that, I always give him extra chicken and rice. You know, <laughs> I, I was never rude to him. like Some Japanese. I was right? just like, I'm always <laughs> nice to him, you know. But yeah, he had a bunch of pictures. Like he shot. I mean, Who he was, was this? What decade was this? He must, he must have been, like, late 80s, early 90s or something.
1: Okay, yeah. so he was in the Korean War.
0: No, 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 no. The Korean War was 1950-something. But oh, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I thought he said his age was 80s and 90s. No, no, no. But but the, the 1980s and early 90s, he was, like, uh, something to do with the demilitarized zone. in um, TMZ, he, yeah. He he he, sh- he, he said sometimes they're trying to sneak in, and he would shoot them, mm-hmm. and he shot them. Yeah, that's what happens. And nobody would complain from North Korea because they're not supposed to be there anyway. So it's, it's Well, you,
1: it's kind of sad because the people he we shot were probably trying to flee North Korea you know that the, could be it yeah, yeah I'm yeah. sure that's it could have been it which is kind of sad because you know trying to find freedom and then sure. getting fucked over
0: but yeah he would he would show me prize like he shot a deer or something you know <laughs> so it's funny now but at the it's time like f- holy fuck like I'm trying to <laughs> trying to would you like what would you like like chicken teriyaki and I looked <laughs> down there's pictures of like, a bunch of people he shot he would show to his friends they were laughing about it like I'm giving this guy extra uh, rice and chicken. Bad you
1: know. and fucked up J reference. This one's a two-pointer. Like they're all two-pointers.
0: So you were in Korea when 9-11 happened. So what was the reaction you had and it rest of the people in the military base? Well,
1: in the base, it was a lot of disbelief because I was drunk, like I said. it, it This stuff happened um, uh, in the late evening. Yeah. I can't remember what day it was for us. But I was drunk. I was watching TV and I thought it was a movie. Yeah. Because they showed the planes flying into the towers. It's like, this is a fucked up movie. And like, what's this called? Like, this is the fucking news. And like, I was so wasted. Like, fuck this. I'm out of here. And then the next morning, there's no PT. Everybody is in formation in full uniform. Sure. And then it's like, they told us what happened. It's just like, oh shit high alert no, when I
0: woke up that Tuesday morning and uh, I don't work during the day the Tuesday yeah. I work the nights on Tuesday and I'm watching CNN and I, the whole time I'm watching like holy shit this graphic is unbelievable what movie is this yeah. that's, you know, yeah, that's what I was it's thinking it's a total disbelief yeah. but when it's in 9-11 that day like oh my god when I saw the second plane hit like I knew I'm I'm a dumb guy but what's the chance yeah, of two planes <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> you know what I mean? so like oh my god and for some reason I called my friend Guy Desova, porn star he's from New York and like we were just like disbelief and like yeah, yeah. what the fuck you know and uh if I wasn't that old I think if I was 18 I probably wouldn't like fucking fuck these motherfuckers and like In during the military list, yeah. Yeah, yeah even Peter North the famous porn star like I remember that late that year at um one of the porn convention he's go, he's in to those motherfuckers have to pay and we need to kill those motherfuckers. Yeah, like, that's
1: everybody felt.
0: Yeah. And uh, that's just understandable. But when that happened, I was just like, please, please don't tell me what's a Japanese. You know, <laughs> I was so worried like that again. Ugh. And uh, I was glad when we find out the most likely Arabs, um, Middle Eastern. Yeah, because I mean, you know, I, I always read newspaper and follow world politics and stuff. And I swear to you, when I heard Oklahoma bombing in 1995, I mm-hmm, thought mm-hmm. it's got to be Al Qaeda. I mean, or jihadists. I mean, yeah, I jihadists. even knew back then the yeah, jihadists. You know, they
1: tried to do that with the WTC before too.
0: 91, 92, 93. I don't want to do it.
1: Yeah. yeah, the parking lot. They failed. <coughs> so yeah, leave it to a fucking white guy to fuck up Oklahoma City. So did did did
0: you did you talk to your mom? Did she panic?
1: Nah, yeah, she she was, she knew I was where I was. And um, everything was fine. Uh, well, as far as my family was concerned. So after
0: a while, they calmed down. You 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 had no fear of a send to Middle East or something. Mm, yeah,
1: yeah. Because right now, or well, at that time, it was just trying to figure out what to do. And then we knew that Congress was gonna wait and see until they found out exactly who they say, who did they it? think, quote unquote, did it. And then go from there. Yeah. It's, but at the same time, it's like me being in Korea, we, none of us had any real worries. Sure, we had concerns. Sure. I
0: mean, we still need troops in South Korea, right? Yeah. So, yeah.
1: Because mm. we had our own mission. We we were there with the mission. Even though it's a party country, we still have the mission to protect Sure. the DMZ from invasion, Because we, technically, we were still at war with North Korea. We still are at war with North Korea.
0: Did you? You're absolutely right. They because never we really signed re- a treaty. It's,
1: it's a ceasefire. Yeah.
0: yeah. And uh, we never, Japanese have never signed mm-hmm. ending to World War II with Russians either. Mm-hmm. Um, so, did you say before we were talking, recording, you went to Iraq too?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was my last uh, destination. So, uh, from in after spending Korea.
0: one year in Korea, overall you had a good experience. You liked yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, then, after Korea, where did they send you?
1: Uh, Fort Irwin. That's the third place in the U.S. that I got. Uh, okay. And staged. you were there...
0: And that was in California, did you say? Mm-hmm, yeah. So that's kind of nice. You could drive to see your oh, family. Oh, yeah. So how long you were there? A couple years? couple years, and then um, I was... It's almost like a regular job at that point, mm-hmm. right?
1: Yeah, it's a nine-to-five job. We'll, take, oh, well, it's a 6 a.m. to five job. It's, right. But good. over
0: the weekend, you could drive, see your family. Yeah, over the weekend, you could do whatever you wanted. You go we to did. Vegas if you wanted to. Exactly. Yeah. Two hours one way, two hours the other. It's lots of opportunity. So you were there... And uh, did anything good happen? Uneventful? Uh, uh, it was
1: a lot of um, college-like fun. We got drunk a lot.
0: And, and what's the local, is there? Is that a college? Th- it's not a college town, right?
1: It's it's a post surrounded by desert. I see. The closest thing to civilization is, the closest distance to civilization is Barstow, which is 20 miles.
0: Which is not saying much.
1: No, we, <laughs> keep, we got a really good Del Taco there. Yeah. It's nice I mean but
0: it I mean to be frank only time i stand bars in Barca is when I'm driving to Vegas or from Vegas yeah. and I need to stop the outlets. Yeah. yeah. So you were there then after that you went to Iraq. Mm-hmm. Okay, so how did you find out you're going to Iraq?
1: Um I was in the middle of doing out processing. What's to, that? Out processing to leave the military.
0: Okay. Cuz my
1: 4 years had been up. Yeah. And, um, did, did they give you money for college? Is that mm-hmm. yeah. okay? Yeah, yeah, the GI Bill plus the digital yeah. college fund. Uh, but then, uh, my, my shop chief, uh, he, he he uh pulled me aside and it's like, Hey, uh, our sister company, our sister maintenance company is getting deployed and they needed more of my my MOS, my job. So, I'm like, what's, oh, what's MOS military occupational specialty? Okay, and, um, I'm like I'm like oh shit. So does that mean I'm going with them? It's like yes you
0: are. It's like all right. So they add one more year. Mm-hmm. Were you angry? No,
1: I I was, I wasn't. I was prepared. Yeah.
0: For the worst. Did they give you a bonus if they do that to you? They did later. Okay.
1: Um, because they, they called back then they called it the stop loss. I don't know if you remember that term. No. Uh, stop loss means it stopped any personnel from leaving the military if their job was required i see so
0: That's, so there's a show supply of people with your skills mhm and they need those people in iraq
1: uh, in a sense well th- it's not really that they specifically need by skills it's that every company every unit in in the army has a, a a position that needs to be filled yeah they have a certain number of this job a certain number of that job and and it has to be by by rank by a rank range. So yeah. they need four thirty-five foxes, uh E four and below. Yeah. Two thirty-five foxes as sergeants and then, you know, et cetera, and then and then other jobs need to be filled as well. So I filled that void that, that, that the company had. And um yeah, I mean after that it was just pretty much transfer over to that company. And get uh, start preparing to get deployed. So, wh- so, um,
0: <laughs> so, when you told your mom you're going to Iraq, what was her reaction?
1: Uh, she was like, "Adios, mio." <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Can you explain to people who don't know Spanish? Uh, that means "Oh my God" in Spanish. Yeah. Adios, mio, and. Do you speak Spanish?
0: No. Okay.
1: I know some uh, certain phrases, but I'm not fluent at all.
0: Um. Yeah, I can't imagine with all that shit that's going on in the Middle East. Yeah. Are
1: yes. you the only child? Yep.
0: Oh my god. Yeah. I, I could only imagine what your mother <laughs> went through. You know. What's your dad's reaction?
1: Um I would say it's pretty much very similar to when he found out I was joining the military. Okay. Uh he, he heard it, he understood it, and he accepted it.
0: Okay. So you got the day when you're traveling there Mmm And what was that, what was it like, how do you, how did they travel, uh, uh transport you from, uh, Southern oh, California Jesus, there? Do you take commercial airline to Europe? No, we took a C, I
1: can't remember, I think it was a C-140
0: C-140, okay Um,
1: with car- is, it,
0: is, is that the one with the circle thing on top of the plane? No,
1: no, that's something else the, This is the one, the one we did was a, a larger cargo plane Ah, that ah They used fishnets, cargo uh, fish nets as, yeah. as seats Right I think it was a C-140. So right?
0: you don't have a stewardess.
1: <laughs> no, no stewardess. We had MREs for our fucking mid-flight lunch. What is a military
0: food, right? Uh, MRE, um,
1: um, military
0: meals ready to eat. Okay. Yeah. So, um, you you're traveling from Southern California. Where do you go? Do you go straight to Middle East? or do you stop in Europe first? Uh, we stopped. We had a couple stops. We did. Uh,
1: Canada, for some fucking reason.
0: Where, where did you stop in Canada?
1: Uh, all the way on the East Coast. I can't remember where, but it was snowing. So it must be middle of
0: nowhere, right? Middle of nowhere, yeah. Did you change a plane? No.
1: It, I, I guess they did a refueling or...
0: Drop something up or pick up something.
1: Yeah, pick up supplies or something like that. And then we went to Germany for... where, where Which airport? I think... Um, I can't remember. It was a major airport, too. Um,
0: Is it like a military airport or Frankfurt.
1: I think it was it was Frankfurt. It have to be. Yeah, that's yeah, a big it. Was one. something furt?
0: Yeah, Frankfurt. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we did it, we did a layover for a couple hours, and then we went to
0: Kuwait. Oh, too bad you didn't have a chance to go to red light district in Frankfurt. All right. Oh my god. So from there, you you do you get another plane?
1: No, it was the same plane there, all the way.
0: So you go to Kuwait.
1: Kuwait, and then well, Kuwait's you know a Neighbor to uh, Iraq, anyways. So. Yes, <laughs> I remember uh, yeah. 23 4 years good, ago. Good, yeah. good. I'm
0: glad to know. That. <laughs> so, but how long did you stay in Kuwait?
1: Um, well, we were our our main post was in Kuwait. Okay, uh, we were at the border of Kuwait and Iraq. Called okay, Camp Buring. Mm-hmm. Uh, we since we're a maintenance unit, mechanics, um, electricians, and electronic technicians, sure. Um, our guys. Were initially tasked tasked to um, run Camp Buring, sure. To uh, to because uh, Camp Buring is what we call a staging area. When new units fly into the country to go into Iraq, they stage all their equipment in one of the camps. Okay, it basically means they prepare all the equipment for deployment into an actual country for the vehicles, the vehicle's equipment, and any other supplies that they need to make sure it's secure.
0: Wait, wait, so what year is it when you landed in Kuwait? Um uh,
1: 2003. 2003. Second year, second year of the rocket vision.
0: Okay. Um, it was in February. February, okay. Wow. So that means you went there, I got to California February 2nd or 3rd, 2003. Mm-hmm. And within a week of that, I got a job with the Evil Angel. Nice. So, so, um, so you were in Kuwait. Um, maybe you could explain this to me, because I've been to Afghanistan twice. Um, to me, the war in Afghanistan, Iraq, it's 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 very different from the other world wars that we were uh, involved mm-hmm. previously. Yeah. And because I work in the sixth work, maybe this make, might make sense. But at least when you w- fought in Spanish American War, like r- early nineteen hundreds, really or know. war with Japan, war in uh, Korea, war in Vietnam, mm-hmm. there was because uh, interaction with the local some of the military U.S. military soldiers married the local women. Yeah, right. Yeah. Nothing unite people whether they like it on the both sides, on the Asian side or the American side, unite people like marriage. You know what I mean? It doesn't seem like, it, whether in Kuwait or Iraq or Afghanistan, there was a whole lot of, like, interaction between U.S. military personnel local women. Is, is that safe to say?
1: Yeah, there was no interaction.
0: So I, I think, that's why I think the war in Middle East in Afghanistan, I don't I don't think there's going to be opening channel of understanding with different culture because they're all. so separated. Yeah, at least there's a lot of... Uh, well, at least
1: not in a, in a personal sense. Yeah. Not, um, but with we are still educated in their ways because sure. um, the way it is for us is that whenever our units visit another country, our units fall under that country's laws. Sure. So in like Kuwait and Iraq are is are dry countries. No alcohol. Sure. So but it, so if we get caught with that, we get arrested by their local police and try it under their their local courts. So, um
0: but I mean when I was in Kabul, Afghanistan, I um I'm really good about finding where you could find prostitutes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right away I could find on Kabul it's all the Chinese restaurants. Yeah, but That's the, yeah, the other thing is that we
1: were so far removed from their cities is that it would take us like an hour to get anywhere and we'd have no reason to be wherever it is that we could be defined anything sure like
0: that i don't know if i, I don't know if i'm saying about balgram uh, mm-hmm. camp or uh which is when i went to panshir valley of a uh, uh, you know two o two and a half hours i think northeast if i get it right from kabul yeah. we went to panshir valley which is uh, uh there's no pashtun people no taliban it's all tajiks mm-hmm. and it was a beautiful part and uh, but we drove near Maybe we're like seven miles away from that uh, military base, but by look when I look at the distance, it looks like Vegas because all, all, all you the see is like lights. A flashing lights, yeah, you know. Yeah. And um, I'm just like, wow, that's really strange. This but is just a camp. Yeah, huge camp. Yeah, but we yeah. were driving by, and um, and um, you know, I I I just thought, I'm sure I'm not the first person to say it, but I I just thought that not having that interaction and marriage, uh, and have a, I don't know, bi-national, inter- bi-racial yeah. bi- kids. Those kids will be picked on, but also kind of force both sides to have an understanding you know yeah,
1: and uh, uh the other thing about um those Arab nations is that sh- we we fall under their strict laws, but we also they also sub not only really subject us but they have their own strong beliefs of their religion mm mm-hmm. which is. A woman of Islamic faith cannot bed with a man of any other religion. Right. It's considered um, taboo in a sense. Or it's even worse, it can be punishable. So, I mean, that's. Oh, believe
0: me. When I was in Afghanistan, I made a point of not staring at any woman uh, eye to eye. I don't want to get her in trouble. I just avoid it, you know? Yeah. um, uh, But it does fucking piss me off as a U.S. citizen since 1995 when we fucking. Defended Kuwait in Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. That George Bush Sr. had to do prayer on a, on on a uh, battleship and couldn't do it in Saudi Arabia. Whatever. I mean, we protected your asses, you know. And yeah. uh, this is how you re- repay. I mean,
1: it doesn't matter. I mean, it's like they love us. South Kuwait does love the U.S. for what we. They do better. But at the same time, they adhere to their strict. Yeah. Religious. Uh, laws, if you, if you would.
0: But I've also been to those parts, and some of the stuff in like bullshit. They only applying those rules when they want to get rid of their enemies by mm-hmm. saying, you violate this code. In actuality, you're just hiding behind that book, Quran, mm-hmm. to do some horrible shit. And um, I don't like the way they treat women. And, um, well, they can't change, believe me. Even my yeah. friend saw running all the media company companies, uh, within 10 years, with the uh, help of TV, even people's attitude, even this backward place like, well, that's they how they
1: have to do it. They have to introduce the idea of change, yeah. and then, su- and then support it, yeah, because it's nothing comes. Nothing comes immediately, it's like yeah, it's especially it's in those parts of the gra- world, the
0: grassroots, yeah,
1: you know, movement
0: approach. So, so you're you're stationed in uh, Kuwait, or did they, did they move you to Iraq eventually?
1: Oh no, we're just sitting in Kuwait, Kuwait, uh, but um, since. Well, since uh, the roads to Kuwait were very hazardous and and pretty much littered with IEDs, mm-hmm. uh, it was our mechanics' job. Um, I always
0: get the Explosive device. What's I stand for? Uh,
1: improvised explosive. Improvised explosive device. Yeah. Basically, they'd stick a uh, an explosive shell in a in a dead carca- uh, in a carcass and wait for someone to drive by and detonate it. Sure. So it's like it was our recovery team's job to recover those vehicles and bring them back. I see. So it's like to do that, we need need the mechanics, we need security, and then we need to have a proper plan. Entry, exits, done.
0: So w- so when you were Kuwait, for how long did you stay a year? A year, yeah. What was that experience for you? Did anything surprise you? Um, you probably still like South Korea better, right? Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Look at the face. I wish you guys could see yeah. his face. Yeah,
1: um, it's it's very tensive. Tensive. It's it's very tense. Um, there's always that thought in your head that you may be attacked Mm -hmm. at any time. Sure. Because... Has it happened? No. Not when I was there, thankfully. But we heard about, you know, camps in Iraq getting attacked all the time. Sure. Mortaring, suicide bombings in cars. Mm -hmm. And they got to the point where they're strapping bomb belts on the children. Sure. So, I mean, it was was all very terrifying. Um, And but at the same time they afforded us plenty of opportunities to tr- to try and relax like like Kuwait had little like pool resorts to go to and Really? Yeah. I mean it's really nice well done pools, big pools. Um,
0: was, it was it easy was to stuff. get alcohol at the military camp on base? Oh,
1: um well since it was smuggled in we also had a supply unit which handled um you know in- incoming mail. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. So we'd, we'd get food-colored, um, green food-colored uh, moonshine as Listerine, and they'd come in, and they'd, they'd smell it all in for us.
0: So, so the military had to pretend like they're keeping alcohol away from the land.
1: Well, well no, it's the military as a whole didn't know. It was the lower echelon, the lower-level troops doing it all. Sure. because it's And uh, there were sergeants. There were lower-level sergeants in it as well. Because you know, we get drunk and and it's, it's not like it's not like we'd be completely invisible.
0: Sure, hold on, hold on a second. I'll I'll pause it for you. Well, We are almost there. Thanks, uh, um, John had to answer the phone. Uh, we're almost done. Uh, <laughs> thanks for doing this. <laughs> I, I find all this stuff really interesting. I yeah? really do. Um, um, there's there's two.
1: Main things about my experience in Korea that always stick with me. Yeah. The first one, I don't know, do you remember? Um, I do know. Do you remember hearing anything about uh, there being an armor shortage in Iraq?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, what, were they stolen? no
1: um there, there just wasn't any armor whatsoever and i, it, and I
0: remember there, uh, uh donald runfield got criticized for not equipment uh help uh so giving them proper supply for soldier yeah. and crap like that
1: well how th- how that even happened was that uh my maintenance company also has a welding unit and so the welding chief having to be friends with another chief of a medical unit coming in and <laughs> This medical chief goes hey uh is there any way you can you can armor up our vehicles he's like yeah no problem so he fabricated armor from plate steel they did the measurements they did mm-hmm. the cutting and they affixed everything under the vehicles and then when they rolled out other units saw that they were armored and like hey you want to get armored too yeah but the thing is it's like the metal our guys used was limited it was mostly scrap yeah that they found in the junkyards, and they fashioned it, and they refurbished it, and they fabricated
0: it. To to have a proper protection, do you need to use different kind of metals?
1: Um, uh, I'm not totally sure because when you when you're dealing with a when you when you dealing with a round that's meant to be shot out of a tank, yeah, it's like there's only so much you can put on a vehicle that'll actually do anything against that round. Yeah, it's mainly for small arms fire and rifle fire, um, because I mean. A lot of the standard armor, sure. vehicle armor, would get melted or warped by an explosion from an IED. Especially if it was right beside the vehicle. Is that right? Yeah. It, it, there, were, there were instances where these bulletproof glasses were blown through, melted, and a soldier was killed through there. Because Wait,
0: so there's not a whole lot you could do, even if you...
1: If you're not in a tank, there's not much you can do.
0: That's just the reality. That's
1: the reality. Because something on the vehicle is going to get damaged. The tires are going to get blown out. The axles is going to get pushed out. Sure. Uh, knocked off. Um, doors are going to be... If if it's close enough to the explosion, the doors are going to pretty much be pushed in. How much can the tanks absorb? A tank can absorb quite a bit. It's it's meant... it can It's meant to absorb anything that wasn't meant to destroy a tank or pierce armor. I see. Pierce the tank's armor.
0: So I mean, you're looking at fuck. I'd rather be in tank division than...
1: Oh well, yeah, I mean, if you look at if you ever watched uh, Top Gear, they did a special on on I their love that show. Yeah, did you watch the one where they did the tank vehicles. I haven't seen the one. The oh. tanks, but. Well, it's for the anti-IED vehicles to yeah. resist it. They f- they came up with this new technology. And don't
0: they go almost fifty miles an hour? Yeah holy fuck man yeah. in, instead of absorbing what is Abraham? what's those other tanks that they have Abrams yeah Abrams Abrams
1: yeah those are very fast vehicles on certain terrain
0: and they go through waters and shit mm-hmm. too right
1: oh yeah they can't go they can't submerge but, but they they yeah. can go they can wade through it in a sense I mean if it's like <laughs> if their tracks can touch the ground you see
0: Saddam Hussein panicking when you see thousands of those American troops mm-hmm. and tanks coming to your land
1: yeah yeah but nowadays I think we're in, we're entering an age where we're past tanks now it's going to be artillery, air fire, and strategic insertion.
0: But at the end of the day, if you, even if you want to do them, you still have to foot foot soldiers, right? I mean, that's just... Well,
1: the, at, yeah, at the end of the day, yes.
0: Because you could bomb the shit out of all you want in, in Afghanistan. Yeah, but soldiers still have to go in and take yeah. control.
1: Yeah, this is true. But the, the overall, the majority of the fighting can be can theoretically be... Um, I don't know about subverted, but it could be done with re- remote artillery, r- air drone strikes, and precision bombing to take out core, to take out key locations and to disable the opposition. I see. But, you know, in the end, it's always going to be the troops, the soldiers, the infantry, the grunts, the Marines to to go in and, and attempt to gain control. I see. It's there's no way around it. And like, I mean, anybody just bombing a nation and then walking away is just barbaric.
0: And I think that's hard to explain to civilians. They don't understand. Like, why do you have to send troops? You just bomb the fuck out of yeah, them. Yeah, because
1: you know. I mean, they they can't. Well, I don't know why. I I can't begin to comprehend. The amount of ignorance, or the amount of uh, inability to fully understand how things work,
0: I th- I think that there's just such a gap between the civilian and military personnel, you mm-hmm. know, and I think it's really frustrating both sides. And um, well, the thing that's that's wrong is that it's
1: like the wrong people have a voice in like in the media. Yeah, it's like th- they're preaching fear and hatred. Towards you know these nations which don't deserve it. These these are very before we intervened. These were very normal to them mm. to them normal nations who got along just fine. Sure, they had their own religious uh, conflicts, but I mean, if it wasn't for oil, we wouldn't give a fuck as right. a, as a nation as a government. We wouldn't give two shits about. In fact, many of those coast.
0: countries when they have too much resource, it's really a curse. Because yeah,
1: because larger countries intervene. Yeah, they or they insert themselves into.
0: into, Absolutely, in places like Japan, where you have no resource, the government of that country have no choice but to put all the effort and time and the resource to make the citizenship better educate them Mm -hmm. because you don't have any other resource. But when you go places like Saudi Arabia, where you have abundance of resource, that they don't feel like they don't have to educate their uh, young people. I'm not saying they don't do it, but they have so much abundant natural resource that they don't really have, they're not forced to do that. Exactly. And so when you do that, um, there's a, like a inverse relationship. Like less resource, more people have a say in their uh, government, versus if you have a too much natural resource, it's a curse in Africa and the Middle East. Yeah. Where they don't feel like they need to take care of their citizenship, you know. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I see that. And do do you think, it just seems like maybe we would have been better off if Saddam Hussein to control Iraq because at least he- had a control over the country,
1: yeah, I mean, you know the deal with that I mean, we've all seen the Chappelle show, Black Bush. you've seen it right?
0: I don't remember that one, but um well i mean it's it's
1: basically it's it's Bush and and Rumsfeld, not Rumsfeld um with the Cheney mm-hmm. using nine eleven as an excuse to invade Iraq, sure. So, they have weapons of mass destruction and then sure they had no they didn't have any but they left uh, soon after we invaded iraq and pretty much subdued their military no one took accountability for iraq's muni- munitions sure all their all their bombs all their um tank rounds were all of a sudden taken away by, by future insurgents yeah and used against us in the in the years to come.
0: Um, so, do you do you think it was mistaken in Iraq? Yeah. Now that yeah, I do. You do?
1: I do. It was, it was. It was just a ploy to, you know, it was a ploy to us- uh, usurp the dictator and attempt to a failed attempt to implement a a dem- democratic uh, government.
0: You didn't have a problem. Did you have a problem in bed in Afghanistan?
1: Um, But by then, I was so far removed from it because they did Afghanistan, I think, towards the later part of my deployment in Iraq. And after that, I was kind of just done with politics in general.
0: Sure. I mean, right now, ISIS, like uh, Islamic State of Iraq and Syria, I mean, they're doing this. Horrendous uh, damage in throughout the uh, country, both Iraq and Syria, and and I read LA Times recently, they have so much money because they stole a lot of the stuff on the. Well, they
1: robbed the they robbed the bank of like three hundred million dollars. Yeah, I think. some I crazy a, amount. It was a couple hundred million at the very least. And they have
0: access to weapons, things like that. Uh-huh. And they're finally doing this thing that you couldn't even imagine ten years ago. You have a Islamic state run by sharia law and you know it's it's the worst possible thing that like uh it's tough to say what sh- what we should have done but uh, it's a mess over there yeah and, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's I, I, i'm glad you're not in it anymore and too. um well do you miss but do you miss the military lifestyle i mean they i'm yeah. almost been impressed like these guys who get shot and hurt and only only regret they have is that they can't be back in a um uh, in those countries and fight with their brothers and sisters next to them. and I, I mean, it's just amazing. It's a consistent thing. Like most soldiers, people in the military really believe in what they're doing, yeah. you know. It's yeah. hard to believe for civilians.
1: Well, I mean, a lot of the grunts in the military back then joined because of nine eleven. Sure. And...
0: So I'm sure some of them after they left probably have a mixed feeling of it.
1: Yeah. yeah. Sure. Well, there's some do, some don't. There's, there's always going to be, it's always going to be spread around. Sure. But um, but yeah. I mean, there's there's only so many things available to you once you get out.
0: Yeah. So. But overall, your experience was pretty good.
1: I, I had a favorable experience. I yeah. Mean, I mean, I got to see the world, the good and the bad. Well, it's not, not the bad, but the good and the conflicted. Yeah, and none of it was bad because it's like each each place had its own had its own way of being what it is.
0: Let me ask you the last question. Um, uh, I don't know if you plan to have family, but let's say you have uh, family and you have a bunch of boys. Mm-hmm. How would you feel if they want to join military like you? What what, what kind of conversation would you have with them? Would you you'll be okay with that um, now that you've been through the military
1: well i I'd have to talk to them. I'd ask them why, yeah, and if they can give me a a reason similar to mine, which is pretty not not very much of a reason, but my my reason overall was to see if I could do it, yeah, because i I'm a very free thinking person yeah i'm yeah. very i'm a s- sm- i am very i am was a smart ass as a kid I had you know, the standard TJ teenage rebel. Sure. Wanted to do my own thing and I wanted to see if I could submit myself to that kind of lifestyle, to that sure. discipline. And I was able to do it. So if I mean if they can give me a reason similar to that, it's more than just wanted to serve your country. More than that. Because it's it's never just that.
0: And but you you would like to discourage them. Um I don't know.
1: I, I can't tell you right now. Okay. I, I don't know how I feel. I mean it would depend on the boy. I'd have
0: to, What I, what happened if it was a daughter that I wanted to join? <laughs> Oof.
1: <laughs> yeah, don't get raped, because that rape thing is—that's not a joke. No, it's not. I'd, I'd be more fearful, uh, fearful for her than I would the boys. Yeah, but at the same time, like I don't—I don't plan on letting my daughter to grow up to be a little prissy little bitch either. No, like, I want to teach her how to shoot and teach her how to defend herself. But I,
0: I gotta say, I—I I have nothing but respect for the Institute of Military. It's important. But uh, when I watched that uh, documentary, and I kind of read a little bit about it, Mm -hmm. boy, it's just that many of the um, uh, base commanders, they're ill-equipped, even if they have a good intention, they're really ill-equipped to deal with law.
1: There's no real um, SOP in how to deal with with rape. What's that? Standard operating procedure, SOP. Yeah. Yeah. There's no real set way to to handle rape victims.
0: Sure. And... um, and there's times if there was it's consensual, but it's still questionable because if you had like a uh, like a military commander, you're having a affair with um, a private or something. Exactly. like Exactly, it's a big power differential. Well, you know. The,
1: well, even then that, that there are <coughs> mil, there's a military law against fraternization. Like you can get depending on your rank, you, know, you can go to prison at the, at the very most if you if you coerced yeah your, your underling to perform acts with you.
0: So yeah it's tough but it's it, it, it just like heartbreaking when I saw that it's yeah. just like these women it's not fair are abused um, they're abused and forgotten and there was cases when the, these uh, male uh, soldiers were raped
1: who were accused oh, well
0: not even just
1: that too but the other part of the whole being a victim is that the accused will often be let go
0: yeah like if, if as though they did something wrong
1: yeah
0: and uh, one of the girl got beaten and raped and they they broke her jaw and like she can't get medical help from military because she was discharged uh dishonorably you know which yeah you hear stories and, and, and like i said i don't want to say the whole military but
1: it's not the whole military but it's it's, just, it's a part of it that needs to be fixed
0: yes uh, no, no, because it's it's bad enough that if your it's not bad, but if your daughter decides to join military and she might be fighting the foreign enemies. Mm-hmm. Last thing you need to worry is the very people they're supposed to work with are yeah. doing something like your daughter. You yeah, know? that's uh, why I
1: wouldn't want. To, I w- I would definitely discourage her from going in.
0: Yeah, that that would just uh, enrage me, and uh, I'll be. Uh, uh, yeah, that's the only thing. But other than that, I think military is honorable group and i think i grew up in those bases and i went to uh, fort lewis when i moved from california to Japan, uh, seattle mm-hmm. early 1990s military bases teaching college courses was one of the few places they didn't charge you out of the state fee so mm-hmm. i took a bunch of classes and i was very grateful for fort lewis and mccord allowing me to take mm-hmm. classes and uh, it's it's a real fucking deal man when i was taking classes mccord air force i'll be taking english classes whatnot a guy sitting next to me he would disappear like for like ten days. I said, Where you in? Like, Oh, we're busy bombing <laughs> Iraq or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and he's the same age as that, me, that, you that, know. That
1: thirty day war in Iraq. Yeah,
0: so nothing about love. they were good to my family. Uh, you know, I I, I just uh it's a, such a honorable thing to do. But I, I just hate, hate, hate hearing people get treated like that. Yeah, and unfairly. I I, I hope they uh improve that culture, you know. It's it's um I, th- I think it's so important, but uh, yeah it is heartbreaker these women get treated like that uh, some men too but
1: yeah, sadly it takes an act of a president to uh to to effect change in the military
0: and it's a culture too so I'm sure it takes time well to yeah the that. subculture definitely is very yeah. prominent
1: and that's going be it's going be prominent for a very long time but so long as they follow through on the change like c- it could help too are you
0: optimistic that they'll change for better
1: um they have to it's not about being optimistic. It's it's about about doing what needs to be done. And now that it's, it's a not doc- something they can ignore forever.
0: Sure. And 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 in fact, some politicians and some military uh, personnel are making issue out of it. I I'm, I'm just glad to hear it. But I I still think it's going to take a long time. To oh yeah. Out.
1: It's I mean it's just, it's the sad truth of that. It's, yeah. I mean, Nothing happens overnight.
0: Nothing. John, uh, John Murphy. Yeah. Thank, thanks for doing it. I, I really appreciate. It. I mean, thank you. You help me look for the cat. <laughs>
1: um,
0: you tell me, you know, you give me an opinion about other podcast shows, how to get better. I enjoy hearing from people what they think about the show mm-hmm. and uh, what a, I know. You, were, you were here all day. You work all day. I, I really appreciate it and uh, it's very kind of you to do that. Well, and, thank uh, you for having me. Ho- hope to see you. and uh, thanks for telling me about military. I'm uh, really fascinated by people in different fields and like experience that I didn't have. Yeah. Uh, there's part of me wish i would have gone but um i just didn't do it but i grew up in naval base in bremerton and that. I, I do regret that I was i wish i would have gone that in college mm-hmm. uh, looking yeah. back and um yeah but uh thank you and uh but there's people like david Hell, who is a comedian loves the military always do stuff for military and and uh yeah uh, thanks for your service and i'm glad you got out of there safe <laughs> and, me too uh, so john thank you and i hope to see you again uh you got my number i got yours, and. Um, yeah, uh, let me know. I'd like to give you tickets to this comedy show if I'm doing something. And, uh, yeah, definitely. Thank you, man. And I'm sorry it's late, so thank you for everything today. Yeah, not a problem. Do you have a Twitter account you want to share? No, I don't, I don't have any social media. Okay. Share, so. <laughs> well, good luck with everything, and I uh, hope to have you on the show again, and uh, yeah, I'll, I will talk to you soon. Thanks, John.